We're on to season seven, baby. Welcome to season seven, episode Mm. one. You know what that means. New season, season. episode 61. We're on our way to the funny number. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I got nothing better than that for a cold open, so... uh, Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Pod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I am Bruce! <laughs> it's Wednesday, 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 here in Boston, Massachusetts, and the skies are surely clear. Coming in at six foot three? Four, baby. Six, six four. foot four, and the uh, pride of every good mother's pride <laughs> the canadian from the uh i just quickly lost steam but hey we're back with season six seven season seven i have lost count it's episode 61 season seven you can see how i can get confused uh it's may baby Yes. Which is a very weird feeling to say in the middle of March. Uh, but it's May. Uh, we have made it through so many things. We've made it through BrewCon. We've made it through the release of uh, Streets of New Capenna, which, as of recording, spoiler season hasn't even started. I'm going to tell you right now. Streets of New Capenna, I love it. It's awesome. Oh, it's so Everything cool. Everything I know that about art, it is amazing. The, the colors... Mm. We got green. Yeah. We got red. Yeah. We got uh, black. Yeah. yeah. We got white. Yes. We've got colorless. Yes. They're all there, baby. All five of them. All, all five of them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I hope to get a new legendary for my new commander deck. Uh, because I'm always making new ones. <laughs> um, but man, wow, what a spicy finale we had two weeks ago. Yeah, that Three was weeks incredible. ago? It was amazing. Uh, such good decks. <laughs> such a <laughs> such a solid, clean theme. Uh, it was exciting. Uh, I was really anyway. impressed with yours, actually. I, oh, I thank you. you did an amazing job. Well, Bruce, I wish I could say the same about you. But it was, like, it. you set the bar so high that, like, you, it you... <clears throat> How often can you actually clear it? Well, you're right. I just, you know, your your deck, your just, decks are it just so wasn't something. It just it just wasn't there this time, and I don't know why. It but... it was so close to being your splendid deck building prowess that like it was like a ninety eight instead of like a ninety nine. I was really hoping it would be the be the my my ultimate triumph of sixty card casual. Uh, unfortunately, no. Let's 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 jump right into this. I've I've had a I've had a weird week in Magic this week. Um, yeah, a lot of weird negativity. Uh, I on my way home, I was listening to the new uh, GLHF about the 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 arena update. Yes, with all the the like them talking about the the economy of arena, and I'm like. I don't think I've ever heard an episode with them being so negative. 
and it was I mean it was good to hear but it is also like arena is kind of bleh. um I have my own issues with arena not to mention uh it it helps me uh put off doing literally anything of of substance uh I don't need arena for that I have no <laughs> issues with arena um but uh you know between that and having just like a couple rough games over the past month or so i i just like i'm worn i'm worn i want to take out my anger on the people who made me angry and that's our topic for today is vengeance uh bruce bruce you're the expert of vengeance uh (laughs) what 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 do we have planned here today if i'm the expert on vengeance it's only because i've had so many people take it out on me there's really there's two parts to the, to the topic. One is vengeance as a strategy, how it gets used in games, how much of it carries forward into the next game, um, just sort of as, as part of your strategy, as part of your awareness when playing. I just want to talk about vengeance and how that works. The second part, I want to talk about when vengeance is your strategy, the entire strategy, there's nothing else. The idea that you are making it known to all of your opponents that I intend to enact vengeance on the first person that swings at me. And they're just going to die. That's the entirety of the strategy. Uh, so I want to talk about that as well. Yeah. You know, it's it's so easy to to fall into that as a strategy. But when it is... Well, I, we'll talk about that later, like you said. Yeah. Uh, where do we start? All right. So well, let's start with the basics. When you are attacked early on. So we're in the early parts of the game. Everybody's got one small creature and someone decides they're going to swing. So they, they're looking, they're trying to make their decision as to who they're going to swing against. So they opt to swing at you. You take the hit, because either because you can't block, not blocking, whatever the reason you're going to, you take the damage. Um, and then on your turn, you look at the board and you ignore the fact that you've just been attacked. You're not, you're not going to go for vengeance. You're just looking at the board state. What makes the most strategic sense? Does it make sense to swing at the person who swung at you? Does it make sense to swing at somebody else? Does it make more sense to just simply wait, keep your keep your uh, your creatures back, and not do anything that turn? Now, a lot of this is going to be table dependent. It's going to depend on your metagame. But I will say that you really do have to take the vengeance factor into account. And this is sort of where I want to start. If you don't swing back at that player for their attack, I mean, you cannot do it one time, but if you consistently simply look at the board and make your decision, then everybody at the table is going to quickly quickly realize you can sing it, swing at Bruce and there's not going to be any repercussion. And is that really where you want to be? <laughs> Do you want to be the tallest pushover in the room, Bruce? Because well, I know I'm the shortest. So I do not want to be the tallest pushover in the room. I don't want to be the pushover in the room. <laughs> there's no... If, if, that, if that's the... the the attitude that develops for your for your play group, well, then you might as well take your life total and push it down to thirty five to start, because that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Whenever you know at the start of the game, everyone is going to immediately swing at you because they know that as long as they've got some kind of defense up, you're not going to swing back because you look at the board and you've decided what's the be- what's best, and it's rarely ever to swing back. So, but if that's but then you're starting at thirty five and. Why would you want to do that? So you really do want to take vengeance into account 
when you make your decision. Even if you're not particularly feeling vengeant, you just look at it and understand that sometimes you got to swing in hard mm-hmm. or, or at least reply in kind and make it clear, you know, okay, tit for tat, coming back at you. Yeah. Now, having said that, a lot of times when that happens, you're leaving yourself wide open to everybody else. Now, maybe they will attack you, maybe they won't. The person who swung at you may choose to swing right back, in which case you need to be having a discussion with this person immediately. Don't wait, because it's going to turn into a one-on-one battle, and yeah. pretty soon you're both down 10 life, and looking at each other like, okay, can we stop this? Because we're only hurting ourselves at this point. Yeah, I think that's where that's like one of the things that our our playgroup has trouble with is is stopping that like bickering essentially um, right. to actually say anything because like I think um, for the most part our playgroup freely doesn't do much of the politic thing uh, even if it's just as small as like we can agree that we're not the threat here right um, <laughs> right we we tend to our group tends to keep that sort of thing to a minimum but. I do recommend you do want to voice it make sure you know especially once you start getting swings at you swings back they swing at you again you swing back now you're creating a trend back and forth you either need to one stop of you can this. stop it yeah right and and you know you have to be willing to be like okay look can we just stop yeah and I think too like with that though like there are other ways to get about like oh this person attacked me unprovoked i mean unprovoked you're playing a game where you want to win uh by taking everybody else out um there was like no clear reason why it was me over the other two so you want to somehow get back at them it doesn't necessarily need to be combat i mean combat's the most obvious because they attacked me i attacked them life points um but like it could very well be removal counter whatever right um and uh I mean, again, that can snowball. That, you know, ping-pongs back and forth, and you end up in this this 1v1 uh, <laughs> rather than a four-player game. Right, and you definitely don't want to end up in that. It's, you know, it is one thing to take a couple of points of damage early on because, you know, somebody has a creature out early, and so mm-hmm. if you're taking two points, that's fine. You want to have your opponents... They don't even necessarily believe, have to, you don't necessarily have to swing back, but they should understand, they should expect that by doing this, they have pushed themselves higher on your threat assessment. Mm -hmm. So that when your turn comes around, all things being equal, you're going to swing at them. Yeah. And even if they're not perfectly equal, maybe they're not the strongest. Maybe they're, they're just underneath. They should know that that sort of thing it's like, look, if you were targeting me because you think I'm a pushover, then think again and wrap them once on the head. <laughs> but you don't want to have that reputation. Uh, right. You know, you also don't need to be, you know, I'll kill you kind of, rep- kind of reputation either. Just if somebody swings at you, it should be because it's just your turn. Right. You know, uh, you got to swing at somebody. This time it's going to be you. Next time it'll be somebody else. Right. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But people should know that, you know, you will think about this. 
know. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, a couple seasons ago, I think it was, like, season three, we had an episode about, like, what to do with early game. Like, it's it's important, but it's not, like, super important, but also, right. like, it's more than just putting a land, play, uh, passing. Yeah. Um, and I think that this kind of sees both sides of, like, just start attacking. Just do it. Like, yeah. you have creatures on the board that can do damage, they can get through, attack. Yeah. Uh, it helps get the game going. It helps, you know, any sort of weird feelings. Uh, but also, it 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 definitely shows that you're committed to bringing the game forward. And the other side is, too, is if you're the one being attacked, you no longer really have much of, like, a, oh, like, I've got this spell that, you know, will deal X damage to target player's face. It, this is an example. Right. But I want to play it. I've got all this mana to play it. What do I do? Who do I aim for? And it's like, well, one, threat assessment. Yeah. Uh, but if it's, like, relatively even and, like, you're up top. Yeah. Uh, then you have you you have a reason, finally, to choose X player. Uh, because, I mean, Vengeance... It, it, obviously don't bring it across games as much as you can but uh you know it 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 does help push the game again further yeah where uh where you now have a reason beyond just uh it beyond like oh let me just roll a dice and see who i'm gonna attack this turn like eh, that's not fun <laughs> um yeah oh the instant somebody starts rolling the die because they can't decide. <laughs> just raise your hand. <laughs> like, oh. just just attack me, please. Dude, just get this over. No, with. <laughs> no, dude. Now I'm coming after you. <laughs> because now you're a freaking wild card. Mm. It's like, no, make a decision. Pick somebody. And unfortunately, as soon as you start saying that, you become that person. Yeah. Um, but, oh no. Die rolling? That's, that's a whole other podcast. And I have strong feelings on that. Yeah, we'll we'll do a a, a a reassessment of our our threat assessment episode. Um, yeah, where we'll say almost exactly the same thing as we <laughs> did before. Uh, <laughs> so, Andy, you you had mentioned uh, something else in passing that I did want to talk about, and the idea of vengeance carrying forward to the next game. Mm-hmm. Now, I, maybe this is, maybe this puts me in the minority, but I'm okay with a little bit of that coming over to the next game. Yeah. I, I think it has its place. I think it all I think for all intents and purposes it ties into the threat assessment of it. I think that uh if somebody used their resources to do a bad to you, uh then they thought you were a threat, but like it also shows how much of like a threat they are. Um and I think that there is a bit of a meta call toward threat assessment of like all right like i know how this player plays i know that uh they're willing to just do whatever uh to whomever um so might as well uh use that to push their game to an end whether it's the next one i would say that like maybe hold off on like bringing it week to week but if you're playing multiple games in a night then yeah i think that it it right. absolutely Holds power. Um, just just last week. Yeah. Whoever wins the first game 
they tend to be the one who get take the first shot in the next game. Yeah, that's just sort of how our group goes, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I mean, you, you had to make a decision. Probably should have made it on an in-game aspects, but when it's that early in the game, there's nothing really that substantial. So you just pick somebody, and you pick the person who won the last game. Fine, fine. That I I, I have no issues with that. Um, for me, um, I will take that into. I don't tend to take it any farther than that, just because the farther you get into the game, the more substantial more information that you have to make a decision and mm-hmm. I'm not going to carry forward the fact that you did something to me in the last game and make that my big decision maker in this one however if I'm in a kingmaker position in a three player game normally I try not to do anything I don't I try not to lean one way or the other and generally speaking that is still putting somebody into the into the position of the winner but I try not to actively do something that gives the win to one player. Right. However, if I think I got hosed the last game, you know, I don't mind tapping up this thing, doing something to that player, and just being like, remember that last game? <laughs> and then walking out of there. Because yeah. at that point, it's funny. Because right. there's nothing on our games. The, right. The winner doesn't get anything. So in the end, all I did was pick who wins this game. But the person who loses the game, especially if they lose it because of what I did, well, then did they really lose? They, right. You know, technically speaking, yes, they did not win that game, but they can think in their own head, yeah, you know what? If, you know, if Bruce hadn't been a jerk, <laughs> then I'd be fine. And, you know, so I, I sort of look at situations like that as that's fine because there really isn't any sort of um, there isn't a discussion on play as to what's the best play in that situation because either one person kills me and wins or the other person kills me and wins. There, there's no winning for me. The right. only thing I have left at that point in the game is to decide who is the winner. So Right, and that's no fun. No, it's no fun, but at the same time... How do I decide who the winner should be? Well, you know, if I look at the last game and say, yeah, that guy attacked me for 10 points of damage when he could have swung at somebody else who was probably somebody who should have swung at. I'm going to take some vengeance here. I'm okay with that. Um, Yeah. uh, Not ideal, but it's certainly a spot where I do it. Um, I think, yeah, I think it it really goes to, to, uh, to stand on how much, uh, how how little stakes there are in our games um oh yeah like like sure we want to win but like you know these are casual uh, games i mean in the end most of the time nobody remembers who won they remember who made these great plays or the cool play and honestly if uh if me making a decision and then following it up with that's what you get for whatever then there, that's something that, that people laugh at and remember later on. <laughs> it's it's so, <laughs> so. yeah. It, it's it's things like that that make me hesitate to use counters ever because it's like, you know, uh, we like we want to do those big plays, especially in commander. Um, and uh, I'm I'm not gonna go on this diatribe of counters, but uh, it it is 
it, it is poignant to be also like, oh, well, like, this guy stopped my huge play last game. Andy is gonna feel it. Like, right. like I'm gonna attack him instead of Bruce. Uh, so it, it's, you know, not that it should be even a reason why to not counter things, but it's, it's a reason that, like, I, I'm like, uh, like, I don't want people thinking poorly of me outside the games uh if if i'm just gonna counter every huge thing that happens yeah uh, and i will say that you know when it comes to vengeance obviously it you know sure it carries forward in the next game just you know don't make it the, the be all and end all right I mean, right right you know maybe maybe somebody came around in the last game and, and slammed the knife deep into your back but you can't make the entire next game all about getting right. revenge for that. That's just uh, you're, you're going to take the fun out of the game. Yeah, and I so. think too with that, like it really <clears throat> it it hits. You know, you you just ruined two games. You ruined the last right. game for yourself for feeling sorry. You can feel bad. Don't worry. But uh, you know, like you you if you were feeling strongly enough about this that you're taking it into the next game that last game sucked for you this one sucks now because you're focusing so hard on on punching back right. um and uh just just have fun with the game like let things slide but also like like you said like it's funny like it's funny to be like oh like this whole thing hinges on this one moment uh let me make the choice uh it's the guy who screwed me over last game. Uh, yeah. Because uh, comedy's tragedy plus time. So, amazing. Um, but, uh, speaking of time, yes. I think it's time to throw it to our sponsors. We'll be right back. Friday, Friday, Friday. Check out the local game store this Friday. For Monster Friday Night Magic. We've got all kinds of commander games. We've got drafts. We've got sealed. We've got it all. For only $4.99, you can get into the store and get all the games you want. All day. All Friday. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you only need the edge. And now, back to you. Wow. We had an amazing break. I hope you did too. I hope that uh, your ears your heart, your mind all exploded with joy and maybe volume. Uh, <laughs> welcome back. Uh, we're talking about vengeance uh, today on uh, this wholesome episode of Temple of the False Pod. Uh, we're, we're talking about when, when you get hit, do you hit back? Uh, my mom told me no, but I have learned maybe through therapy that she can be wrong a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to magic, the gathering, the card based tabletop game, when someone attacks you and you take damage, it hurts your feelings and it is okay to exact revenge every single time, even if it means ruining <clears throat> friendships. I might not go that far. Um, <laughs> Makes one of us. When it comes down to it, it's, you know, how much revenge do you want to enact? Um, is, it, is it a tit for tat? They hit you for two damage, you hit them for two damage, you call it good. 
Or is it more of a deterrent action where, no, no, just to let you know, you swing at me for two, I'm going to swing at you for four because I don't want you to be swinging at me and I want you to understand that there's a penalty that I am punishing you for doing that. Mm. Um, and it becomes a case of how much do you think is enough uh, and even is, you know, is any amount enough? Or is it just, you know, you need to remind them. Just keep that in mind. Uh, I, I'm noting that in my little ledger over here. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be coming back at a, at a most inopportune time for you. More what I want to talk about for the second half is not the idea of vengeance as part of your strategy. It's the idea of vengeance as the entire strategy. Now, what I mean here is the player who simply comes to the table and makes the announcement, whoever swings at me first, whoever does the first point of damage to me, I'm all in on you. Yeah. I'm just going to come at you until you're dead. So just understand that my vengeance is not one for one. My vengeance is you dead. That's how, that's how it's going to go. Now, the idea behind this strategy is sound when you look at it from a very short-term perspective. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's, that's the idea behind 1v1, isn't it? Well, it works in 1v1 because what other option is there? Um, but <laughs> the idea is that everybody, who, everybody knows that this is your response. Right. So, and if they believe you, then why would they attack you? Or at least why would they be the first one? Because they know that if they're the first one, then they're just going to have to deal with you the whole game. Every yeah. turn. You're not going to care about anybody else but attacking that guy. So do I really want to be that guy? Do I really want to be that guy? So no, I don't. Because I don't want to have to deal with you coming at just me and ignoring the other players. Because I'm trying to win the game. And having you focusing solely on me until you're dead means... I got to burn up a lot of resources to protect myself. Right. And I still have two other opponents I'd like to try and kill as well. So do I want to be the one who does that first point to you? No. I would rather leave that to one of my opponents because you know what? Then you're helping me win the game because you are crushing on them really hard. Now, the whole point of this is so that no one attacks you and you get to build up. So seems seems sound. Right. Once once everybody knows that this is the case, if they start giving you more time, well, now I don't need to include as much ramp in my deck because I've got more time. I know that I'm not going to have to deal with anything for a little extra extra while. So I can take one ramp card out of that deck. I can take one of my card draw cards out of the deck and I can replace them with bigger nastier cards that do stuff beyond just simply adding mana and drawing cards because I'm going to have more time and more time in a game means more mana, more cards. <laughs> so I can, so I can afford to alter the way my deck looks because I know I'm not going to have to defend myself early on because everybody knows, Hey, you don't swing at Bruce because then you're just, you're never going to win that game. The problem is that this warps the game. <laughs> this stops being a game of four players playing magic and start and turns into a couple of two player games. Right. A couple of 1v1 games. Because I mean, it it definitely turns it 1v1 for you. But like what about well, the other two? Well, the other two, they have a choice. They can attack one of the two players that that are getting attacked. So they can either gang up on the vengeance player or the other player. Now, generally speaking, as somebody who's been in this situation, I don't get involved in that at all. <laughs> uh, those two are already irate at each other, and they're only getting more and more pissed off as the game goes on. Why would I want to deflect any of that rage over to me? So I'm just going to wait. I'm going to sit back. 
um, because they're pounding the heck out of each other and I am now getting the bonus that the Vengeance player wanted of no one attacking me, I get to build up my deck. Unless, of course, the other player who's also sitting there decides he wants to swing at me. Now, if, if he wants to swing at me, then it's, there's two 1v1 games here. Mm-hmm. Well, I signed up to play a group game. I, I wanted a four-player game. I wanted a group setup. I didn't want it two 1v1 games where some player who gets strong crushes one of the opponents and then now gets to wait for the other two guys to duke it out and then pounds on the remainder because he's that powerful. I wanted a group game where the strongest player can get taken down by a group of other players, not where the strongest player doesn't get attacked by anybody other than the weakest one. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. Or And if the other player who's not involved in this 1v1 battle with the Vengeance player and the other guy, if he chooses to swing in on, on one of them, even better for me. <laughs> now nobody's coming at me. So I can build up my defenses, I can set up my cards. I get to do all kinds. Of, I get to do all the stuff with no repercussions whatsoever. Uh, I try and stay back as much as I can. I'm not going to burn my instants. I'm not going to burn my my destruction spells. Let those guys go at it. Let them draw all their cards and spend all their cards and blast each other to smithereens, while I sit there and accumulate and wait to see who the winner of that th- that three player game is. Right. You know, I'll take that. Um, yeah, because they'll, you know, be tired and right. lacking resources, probably. Well, exactly. And, so, um, yeah, and that's not even to mention the fact that if, if you've turned into a 1v1, or, you know, your opponent has, um, and there are two other people sitting there, it just feels like, like in high school when you're hanging out with that one couple who, like, just argues all the time. Right. You know? Like, it's just like, nobody wants to be there. Um, right. And even, even if, like... It is, however, civil. Like, there have been games where, like, the the other player is starting to take, you know, revenge and being vengeful toward yeah. me because I attacked them once. And I've started to look elsewhere. And uh, then they're still coming at me. And it just feels like, whoa, 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 whoa. What, what is going on? Uh, and it's just a lot of weird feelings going on. Right. <laughs> so now if you're the vengeance player why would this be a strategy you'd want to employ well for the obvious reason that when it works it's going to work you're going to get time you'll get a chance yeah. to build up you'll strengthen you'll strengthen your deck you're going to determine a lot of the gameplay so it, a lot of this makes sense now the downside for the vengeance player is this is going to take some time to build up this reputation because it's one thing to say to somebody, hey, if you swing at me, I'm just going to swing back at you and, until you're dead. Oh, yeah. Some players just don't believe that. <laughs> so they just they swing in anyway. So there's going to be a lot of games when you're going to have to go and you're going to actually have to do what you said you'd do. And every time you do that, you're probably... You are drastically reducing your chances of actually winning the game. Right. Because you're burning all your resources to get rid of this one person, and there's two guys that are just sitting there waiting for you to take out this other player for them so that they can then pound away on you in a weakened right. state. So, so you're going to lose a lot of games playing this style, at least initially, until players all start to recognize that, or this, in fact, is something we don't want to do. We really don't want to swing at this person. Right, but like, like as the player 
the vengeful one. Yeah. Uh, you can, you know, really stick to your word and continue doing it and inevitably lose every single time. Or not every time. Like, there will be the oh, well, off occasion that you do win. But if you, can get the, if you can get it to the point where, you know, I have now built up my defenses so I'm super power, so that my defenses are really strong and I'm doing this and this, and then someone finally attacks you. Well, at that point, you know, you're however many turns in. I don't need to be the vengeance guy. Yeah. Everybody knows I'm the vengeance guy if you swing at me early. But as long as you give me time to build up my board and my defenses and everything else, great. You swung at me? Good. Here, I'm going to counter this or do this. And then I'm going to make this play and do other things. And then I start attacking into my opponents to try and win the game. Yeah. And what gets me about the the vengeance player, though, is that, like... If you have the reputation of being the vengeance player, people are constantly second-guessing your ability to read the board state, to do any sort of threat assessment. Because, like, you're letting this one, I guess, personality quirk get in the way um, of, like, doing, quote-unquote, the the smart play. Right. Um, And after a while, nobody's going to be having fun with this concept right like from the outside if you're always the vengeance player like like we said earlier it has its time and place you know generally for a handful of turns or for a silly one-off thing but like there's got to be a point right where everyone's sick of your crap about like either we can attack him or and get attacked in return and then just not be able to pay attention to the rest of the game. Or you just sit there getting poked at while you're trying to play the rest of the game. Right. Well, uh, and then the, the other difficulty is that if the strategy works and you start winning more than your share of games because players aren't swinging at you, how long is it going to take till somebody else in the group says, you know what? Screw that. I'm the vengeance player. <laughs> I will not be attacked. And anybody who swings at me... I will wipe them off the board. Yeah. Then what do you got? I mean, at some point, your playgroup starts to self-destruct. So when you, you know, you can't let it go to the meta level. Right. When it gets to that point. Um, I will say, this is something that happened in my group a long time ago. We had one player who just decided that I'm just going to swing at one player whenever that first person who attacks. And we all knew this because he had done it a few times already. So everybody knew this. And one of the other players, we started the game, it was early, he swung at this guy, and the guy looked at him and said, are you sure you really want to do that? Hmm. And his response back was, I'm not going to let you determine my strategy. It is your turn. I have swung at other players early on in those games, and this time it's your turn to get swung at. So he swung. I said, okay, and did the vengeance thing. And for the court, for the rest of that game, the two of them were locked in a battle with the one player who swung at him initially, basically talking to him the entire game, saying, why are you doing this? This is ridiculous. It's immature. It's childish. And just went after him verbally. And so the Vengeance player, player's response was, I told you what I was going to do. And if, you know, and if you don't like it, well, that's too bad. This is my strategy and I'm sticking with it. And the two of them pummeled at each other. And it was at the end of the game, the player who got who who did the initial swing on the Vengeance player 
picked up his stuff, walked out the door because this was just BS. So, I mean, you have to deal with this. This is not a blame game here. I'm not blaming the Vengeance player for, for running his strategy. I'm not blaming the other player for being, you know, unable to cope with the idea that he's actually doing this. But sure enough, in the next game we played, I got my chance. I looked around the board. And I'm like, I looked at the Vengeance player and I said, well, it is your turn. And, <laughs> and it was the same thing all over again. Because I'm like, so as this was going on, he took a couple of shots at me and I said, okay, you, you do understand that taking me out leaves you as the Vengeance player. But at this point, it's not working because I guarantee the next time it's your turn, I'm going to swing at you again, whether you're the Vengeance player or not. It just means that I lose that game. I'm prepared <laughs> to do that. I just simply will not be, I will not change my strategy based on what you want. And if that's the case, then how does your strategy work? Right. And I think too, like there's even a strategic reason for you to attack, to continue attacking the, them back. Like if they're going to continue pummeling you because you just attacked them once, like attacking them back is probably correct threat assessment because they are the most immediate threat to your game. Well, it is correct because they've already said before the game you started, right, right, right. I am going to continue to attack you until you're dead. So <laughs> there's no amount of removing a creature and saying, okay, I think we're even now because yeah. they're just coming at you until you're dead. So well, the only response that you can do that's in game is, okay, well, then I guess we're racing to see who's dead first. Yeah, really calling them on that, like well, really sticking it to them. I mean, there's not even it's not even a question of calling them on it. It's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to stop this time. I'm not going to swing at you. I'm going to focus on someone else. Doesn't matter. I'm coming at you. Well, then even if I go somewhere else, they're still going to hit me. Right. So going somewhere else is just a mistake. So you keep as many much of your defenses up as possible and swing at that one that one player over and over again. And, yeah. But like I said, this doesn't create good gameplay. Uh, it creates ill will. Um, it's not, you just, you, this is a path you just don't want to go down with your play group. This is, it's one, it's a poor strategy to begin with. I, I don't believe it's effective. It may have some short-term benefit, but in the long run, it's, it just doesn't work. Especially if you're playing outside of a play group. Uh, you know, then your opponents really don't know if you're going to back it up. So you're going to spend all this time swinging at one player, making everybody, making that player's life miserable, only to get up and go sit with other players who, again, don't know what your strategy is. So right. you can't really use that unless you're playing the same opponents over and over again. And if you're and, doing that, then you're just pissing them off. Yeah, and if you're not like us and you have you know if you're if you regularly go to your lgs or something right uh and you have like a rotating cast of players that list is gonna get smaller well yeah i mean if you've got 15 players at your local at your lgs that are all playing commander i mean one at some point players who know your strategy be like yeah no i'm gonna pass yeah uh, I'm not going to do that. I'll play with somebody else because there are 15 of us here. <laughs> you find a game with, with opponents that are willing to deal with your crap um, and yeah. I will play with someone else because I'm just not. <laughs> you um, find a game where uh, <clears throat> the th other three are going to take you out of the game immediately. <laughs> right. The other, And of course then the other option is uh, or the other consideration is when you've got that many players in your group 
it takes that much longer for them to all learn that you are serious about your vengeance strategy. So you're going to lose that many more games before you come even close to start reaping, start to reaping any kind of benefit. And you may not. So why would you be yeah. doing this? In the end, talk to the opponent. Talk yeah. to your These are your friends. Talk to them. Explain yeah. why this, this, this isn't working. And that, you know, realistically, that's how it ended up at the end of the night. Um, Talk to the guy. Can you try a different strategy? Can we do something different? It's, you know, tit for tat is one thing. Insisting that they die is quite another. It's just not, you know, this is not an effective strategy. And I, we just we just talked it. Um, and, you know, at the end of the night, I don't know that he was all that convinced that I was correct. But, um, you know. You did your part. Uh... I did my part. And, you know, the following week, I don't, it wasn't happening again. Right. Um, You're really starting to sound like my mother now, Bruce. Uh, <laughs> you're saying that... Uh, she's, she's got a low voice? Y- yes. Okay. Uh, and she's six. Uh, six. <laughs> um, no. Uh, I mean, like, you know, we we're, were talking earlier about you don't want to take revenge and whatever. Right. But, like, it, it has its time and place. And I think that... Um, you know, the first half of the show, we kind of talked about right. using it sparingly. Like, it has its place, and it's a very useful tool. But if you're so deep in it that, like, you're just throwing the game away, you're throwing your friendships away, you're, like, you're just going to create high tension between people who are already just trying to overcome the conflict that is an EDH game. And if you're just going to... Like it's not even throwing chaos into it. It's it's just no. There's nothing chaotic about this. Right. This is this is a very and, focused strategy. And you know we we talked a little bit in the middle, and I think that we've talked about this on a previous episode, where there is the option to just just go full steam ahead and attack that player, and don't like and just don't let them progress their strategy of attacking <clears throat> you. But then you've just become them, and. I mean, what it comes down to is talk during the game. Like, talk about, oh, there's this nuance of, like, hey, this person has a stronger commander or this person has a bigger board presence. Can we stop this for a second to focus on what is going on at the point in the game? Or, hey, can we stop this so that, like, it doesn't progress into me not wanting to come back again? Right. Um, And, yeah. Uh, talk, talking. Talking is a hard thing to do, honestly. Especially when it means being emotionally vulnerable. Um, but sometimes it's worth it. Um, not even in a strategic level, way. But, like, in, like, a genuinely good way to, to, what's the word? To have, I guess, uh, to, to nourish a good playgroup. I mean, this is why... You've had a playgroup for the past insert number here. 15 plus years. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, sure, it, it has also has a rotating cast of people, but for the most part, a lot of people come back week after week. Sometimes people leave for a couple of years and come back. Whatever. Um, but, like, <laughs> this is why you're a good dude, uh, is because you're considerate. And I think that's kind of what it comes down to is just, just be considerate. That's it. Am the I key, getting the point? Yes. The key, <laughs> the key to, to, to Commander are, are the players, your strategies, your deck selection, the cards that are in your deck. Those are all secondary because 
if you don't have people to play with, I don't care how good your deck is, you're gonna you're never gonna win. <laughs> but uh, you're never gonna lose either. If you want, or are you way. the ultimate loser? Anybody who's playing commander understands that they're probably going to be losing seventy five percent of the time. Mm-hmm. So, with that in mind, I think you want to focus on focus on having as many games, as many experiences as possible. And if you're choosing to play a strategy that is going to actively reduce the number of opponents you have, the number of players that you can play with, then what are you doing? Right. Then this is not a viable strategy. Remember that it is part of the decision making for your for for the other people in the game. Um, remember that you don't want to come across as a pushover, and you should be considering vengeance in your strategies. But do not make it the be all end all of right. your strategy. Yeah. And I think that, that that so sweetly wraps it up exactly on time. What what perfect coincidence. Boom. Uh, we're Temple of the False Pod, where our decks are not optimized. But our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Uh, welcome back to Season 7. Or welcome to Season 7. Welcome back to the Temple. Uh, thank you for all of you who have been listening this whole time. Thank you to all our new listeners. Thank you to all our sometimes listeners. Thank you to Bruce. I see oh, you. Thank you, Andy. Uh, I'm so very excited for what this season has in store for us. It's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. I think you can concur uh, on that point. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, have a great night. And may your fifth land be the temple. Bye. Wait, wait, before you go, I uh, just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at manaburned and I'm at Andy Weekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out and may your fit land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!